for me, boundaries are actually like the rules of a sports game. So if we all have clear expectations on how to play that game, then the game becomes a lot more enjoyable. Setting boundaries actually protects us and our spouse, and by setting clear and consistent boundaries, we are on our way to a stronger, happier and healthier marriage. Hello and welcome to the Connect to Marriage podcast. I'm Jo and I'm your host for this episode. In each episode of the Connect to podcast, we'll be tackling questions that couples ask about marriage, communication, conflict, and so much more. So we hope you keep tuning in to learn with us and to grow closer, deeper, and stronger in your marriage. Now, last episode, we discussed what healthy boundaries are and what they do for your marriage and why they are so critical. Today's episode, we invite Hong Sing and Noel back and we'll dive deeper into how to actually set these healthy boundaries and to keep them. So we know that healthy boundaries in relationships help both spouses to feel respected, to feel safe, to feel supported. And uh, Hong Sing and Noel, if you've heard uh, them on the last episode, they've been married for nine years and a large part of that nine years was actually spent living with in-laws <laughs> but uh, they are now parents of two boys and uh, we want to just welcome them back thank you Hi, thank you okay let's dive straight into today's topic how do we actually set healthy boundaries to uh, communicate i think the last time we spoke we talked about the need to communicate our expectations expectations of our spouse expectations of certain boundaries or certain do's and don'ts i guess much of this can be quite challenging especially if we're not used to doing doing so. Maybe just to start us off, let's look at maybe the different areas of boundaries of physical, emotional, mental, intellectual, time-space boundaries. What will be some examples of these boundaries that you have in your marriage and how do you go about them or how did it start? For us, when we, we think about setting boundaries, we always come from a place of self-awareness first on, you know, what our needs are or, you know, when a situation arises, you know, why are we upset? What are the things that are important to us? And then what are the things that we need and don't need in our marriage? I'll just give one example for us. When we moved to our new house, I came to a self-awareness that, you know, actually I really need a really neat place to come home to after work. Mm. where I have a nice sanctuary for rest and recharge, mm. right? And then also, like, if I need to do work at home, I don't want to have to, you know, clear things up first before mm. I actually start work again. That's my need for a neat place. Mm. Whereas for Hong Sing, while he's actually generally neat, he's still fine with leaving things on the floor, like his bag, you know, anywhere. Mm. It can mm. be any location or, you know, he can leave... That's just um, so annoying. ...things on the table, <laughs> on the dining table. I fully table. agree with you, yeah. no. So I don't form judgment on that because that's him. That's his level of tolerance. Right, he's quite neat, but he still can leave things not, around. Not up to your right? standard. Yeah, right? not up to my standard. That's what my husband always says to me. <laughs> so I felt that it was important that I communicated this boundary because if I don't, then it will be a daily annoyance, and I felt that if I allowed it to continue, then I will become resentful, and mm. it won't be healthy for our marriage. Mm. Also, he tended to misplace some of his keys once in a while, and I didn't like having to spend time searching for it with him. So after you know coming to that self awareness that hey, you know this is something that I really needed to address, mm. then that's when we decide, okay, to communicate our boundaries. And that's what I did. I went to share with him, you know, why I felt it was important. But I did that in a clear and assertive way, but never demanding. So after thinking things through, I actually thought of a very specific solution to enforce this boundary, in which um, I actually prepared some boxes and baskets for him, you know, to say, okay, this is the place where you'll put your bag when you come home from work. This is a box for you to put your keys on this mm -hmm. table. And it is a designated space, so it doesn't change. Does yeah. it work? Uh, yeah, it works. <laughs> 
should yeah. try this. Yeah, so it is important <laughs> to be consistent with our boundaries. So actually those boxes and baskets kind of provide that consistency in terms of, you know, he knows that, okay, this is the level of neatness she wants within mm. our house. Mm. It's not like, you know, he's trying to keep things neat, but then it's still not up to my standard. At least, you know, he knows that, okay, if I put it here and I put it there, then, mm. you know, this is what she expects and that's fine. And then for me, I don't expect him to be any neater than that. As long as you put your bag in that basket, you put your keys there, you keep the dining table relatively clear, I'm right. happy. Yeah. But it sounds like there needs to be some negotiation going on as well, because when is it a need? versus a want, a preference. Like, what can you live with versus what can you really not live with? Which just makes you go crazy. <laughs> it's actually a very small thing. I mean, I just need somewhere to put, right? And then she had me designate places, like beacons of places that I should put. I mean, compared to looking at her angry face, I would rather take these small steps. Yeah. You know, it doesn't affect my life in a huge thing. But sometimes we just had to be, you know, Taking out of the box, you know, and just prioritize certain things. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it really doesn't take a lot of effort. It's just that she guided me and I'm very grateful for that. That takes, I think, some humility though uh, for the spouse to acknowledge that, okay, if this is what my spouse needs and it doesn't kill me, why not? <laughs> why not go with her need or her preference even? She really went beyond. I mean, a lot, of, a lot of times it's easy to just say grumble and make noise, you know, but she went beyond that and actually solved the solution by knowing something that I need mm. and she solved it for me, which I'm very grateful for. Yeah. So it sounds though that there aren't like the 10 rules that every marriage or every couple needs, but it's something that kind of needs to be worked out, you know, between individual couples and every couple might have his or her own because their needs are different, right? Mm. So I think you talk a little bit about communicating our boundaries, but that needs to start with self-awareness. <laughs> How does a couple develop such self-awareness? Definitely, we don't count the boundaries, for sure. It, it oh. just comes as and when. And I said, clear communication is very important where she, we are very open to be honest. It's not that she don't take into account my feelings. You know, she knows that it's something I did wrong, but she didn't reprimand me. She spoke in a very nice manner. And I listened, and mainly it's because she's loving and tasked. I, oh. I listened to her. Maybe she grumbled a bit. I, I, I may take it very negatively, I would think. Right. <laughs> so it's really how you communicate and how transparent you are with, with your spouse. I think that's very important. That's a good one because um, I know sometimes Times, maybe particularly for wives, you might think that, you know, my husband is like not listening and therefore I have to start nagging, almost like kids, right? I have to repeat myself a few times because he's just not getting trained <laughs> to respect some boundaries that I need for my own life or we need for the house in order for things to run smoothly. So you did give some tips about how, you know, the communication of these boundaries is so important. Do you actually set aside like dedicated time to talk about boundaries specifically or is it just part and parcel of your catch-up time as a couple? We're very busy, especially with two boys. Recently, we imposed a rule that there'd be no mobile devices in the room. So after a certain time that the kids sleep, we have our own me time and then we have no phones in the room and there's no distractions. So if there's anything that we want to talk, you know, it's actually very easy. She can raise things in, in the bedroom very easily and uh, there's a time where, you know, we are a bit chill about the sleep and we are more receptive to, to listening to things. Back to the boundaries, you know, if uh, as a man, if, if we are wrong and we are reprimanded, even at work, so don't be defensive lah, because you, right. if you are wrong, you are wrong. You just have to settle down our ego and just recognize that you're wrong and apologize. But sometimes it's harder when it comes from your wife, isn't it? Marriage is one of the most rewarding things in life. Yet navigating marriage as newlyweds or an engaged couple can sometimes get overwhelming. Whether it's managing expectations of the in-laws, getting a good grasp of your family finances, 
or establishing good habits of communication and healthy conflict. Focus on the Family Singapore's Marriage Preparation Program aims to help you build a solid foundation in the early years and prepare you for the adventure of your life. Visit family.org.sg slash C2 Marriage Prep for more information today. I don't think so. I mean, it's how you look at your wife. I mean, I look at my wife as somebody. Like I said, like, you know, in the last podcast, I, I mentioned about me like being more of the boys. And so she, she don't treat me like a boy, but sometimes <laughs> I, I feel that my behavior may be as bad as my boys, right? So so it's really a self-awareness. <laughs> it's a bit of a self-awareness. And, and, and you, you recognize that sometimes just think that your wife has some wisdom in what she says. Mm. If you keep thinking that your wife is nagging you and she's saying something very senseless, then it, it doesn't reflect from, right from the start. Okay. Yeah, I think we have a lot of respect for each other. So, you know, when he shares about anything that he's unhappy about or any boundary that, you know, he feels we need to set, then, you know, there's also that mutual respect. Uh, I believe we spoke about respect and humility in the earlier podcast. So for our listeners out there, you go check it out, all right? <laughs> but obviously, this is quite important. Uh, and it seems like boundary setting is really more an art than a science. Like, there are no fixed rules about how to go about doing rules and making up rules. And it seems to also evolve, you know, as we pick up or maybe gain more self-awareness about ourselves and what makes us tick versus what ticks us off. We then find that there is a need again to come back together and to discuss and communicate. I find it quite interesting that you guys would do it in the bedroom because we do know that some couples would advise not to bring these discussions into the bedroom because because it can get quite heated and you don't want your bedroom to be, you know, battleground. <laughs> uh, is there a reason why, like, you know, you choose the bedroom or, I mean, what, what are the considerations when you're trying to find the proper, the right space to have these discussions, even the right time? Because I think that's the other thought, right? That, you know, just before you sleep, you're so tired already, then I ah, must talk about all these things. Yeah, so even if it's done in the bedroom, we also check the weather, right, of the other party to make sure that, you know, both sides are receptive to whatever we'll be discussing. I think besides the bedroom, sometimes we do it when we are hanging our laundry. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That, I mean, we're just hanging laundry. It's a brainless thing. You don't can easily right. talk to each other. That might work, actually. You have rules for sitting down to discuss rules, right? That <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, this thing about checking the way. Do, do you actually give each other heads up? Like, is this in your calendar, for example, that we're going to be discussing some things? No, we don't. No, we, we, we don't do that. It's, it's not so uh, rigid, I guess. From your years of marriage and constantly discussing, negotiating, communicating these boundaries, what would be three top tips for couples who've never actually quite sat down to even start discussing these things but they're just maybe constantly at each other's necks and backs and just getting upset or annoyed with the other party how do they start probably getting started will be the hardest part because you have never done it before and then mm. you're cracking your brain on how to actually talk about something that you think might be a bit of a tricky issue mm. um, to bring up to your spouse so first it's important to actually be honest with yourself you know, if this is something that's really important to you and your marriage, then it's something that needs to be done. So you kind of psych yourself up for that. For Versus speaking to just yourself. sweep it under the carpet and try to tolerate yes. it. Yes. Okay. And always remember that if you keep things to yourself, then actually the situation can only get worse and not better. Mm. 
So boundaries, you know, actually help us to realize that there is freedom in our relationship. We are not enslaved by whatever our partner is doing and actually there's choices available to us. So when you have that freedom, then you kind of are able to be more creative in solving problems together as well. It almost sounds as if like boundaries is for our own self-well-being, you know, not even like about the marriage, but if we take care of ourselves and we are aware of what, you know, keeps us mentally, physically, emotionally sound (laughs) and healthy, then it actually helps the marriage as well. That's great. I I do remember that there is what's called the healthy model of marriage by Bob Paul, Dr. Bob Paul, and he wrote a book called Hope Restored. And he did talk about how there is a need for each spouse to recognize that we are 100% responsible for our own lives and our own boundaries that we need to set for ourselves. And only then, then we can, you know, come into the space, the interactive space that we call marriage Mm. and sow into it and then talk about marital boundaries. Mm. Yeah, so it sounds like it's a twofold thing. You know, in each podcast, we address a frequently asked question that couples have about marriage. And today's question is this, my wife gets defensive and prickly when I try to communicate my boundaries to her. The other day, I was just saying that I needed a spot of quiet time when I get home from work to unwind and relax my mind so I can engage with her properly. But she got upset and thought I did not consider her need to feel close to me after spending already a day apart. Now, how do we negotiate this? When you're very tired already, the question to, to ourselves is, do you even want to speak? And uh, so definitely <laughs> that's not the right time to speak out this. I mean, I think you have to be lovingly and patiently tell your wife the, the honest truth that you really had a very bad day at work, etc, etc. Be honest mm-hmm. and uh, seek her understanding that you will definitely talk about this again. But for now, regards to spending time together, uh, just be honest with her that you, you needed some time to just right. have a bit of quiet time. Right. I think you also need to also start by expressing your appreciation for your wife, that you're thankful to, you know, to come home to her. You know, sometimes you know, it's pretty sad that you come mm. home alone, right? The empty home. Appreciate her for her being at home and for her being around you and just seek the understanding that uh, you have a bad day at work. And um, I, I think also to compromise, be it we taking a walk of, for example, outside of the time that you are tired, try to have the boundary that you compromise each other and, uh, you know, uh, meet your wife halfway through and just reassure her that uh, you, you really love her. But, you know, there are times that everybody have bad days and etc. And really seek her understanding. What do you think is the need here for like both husband and wife? Because I think we did say that maybe it's starts with self-awareness of our own needs. What would be the wife's need in this case like that makes her all defensive? I think maybe it's been a time where you know you have spent a long time at work and you've been neglecting her in some way. So that definitely calls for her to sound out to you and be honest with you that you know you have not been spending time. And it's also the husband's job to you know reassure the wife that you know it's not that I ignore you or I have other distractions outside you know of the family. Mm. It's really a lot of assurance for the husband to give the wife. I like that early on you said that you know maybe the first thing that the husband can do is to just appreciate that he's a wife to come home to, <laughs> even if he's too tired to speak to her. I can imagine. Imagine also like for the wife who has been waiting the whole day just to get some of the husband's time. Even if the husband was to say that, I'll come back to you later. I mean, we always get this question. After how long? <laughs> what is a, like a good reasonable length of time that, you know, both husband and wife can agree to like as a sort of a standard or guideline? I, I think the weekends will be the best. Typically, we are always very stressed on Monday. So really seek a wife's allowance to wait until the weekends for certain things. If you need me like, you know, using calendar, just put it in a calendar, you know, and that will definitely assure both the husband and wife that, you know, there's a dedicated time reserved for speaking about the issues. Yeah, that's a good one to 
acknowledge like and to understand even what our cycles are, right? So in terms of our daily lifestyle, <laughs> there will be up periods and there will be down times and busy times are definitely to be avoided for such conversations. If I could ask you to uh, maybe leave our listeners with, you know, what would be the most needful boundary that needs to be discussed between husband and wife or like important boundaries to set? I mean, like if we were to rank physical boundaries, emotional boundaries, because I can imagine, I mean, we did talk about couples who've never ever talked about boundaries or even sat down to recognize that there is a need for boundaries in their relationship and how to start that conversation. Apart from how to start that conversation, what should they start with? Should it be the physical boundaries, emotional boundaries, time-space boundaries that we're navigating as busy Singaporeans? What should they start with? I think a low-hanging fruit would be the physical boundaries. So if, mm. if that's something that you feel that you can set easily, then you can actually move on to other things. And like you said, I think time is something that is of essence in Singapore. So mm. that will have impact on the number of tensions we have as a couple as well if time is not set mm. properly. Okay, any last words for our listeners? For me, boundaries are actually like the rules of a sports game. So if we all have clear expectations on how to play that game, then the game becomes a lot more enjoyable. Setting boundaries actually protects us and our spouse. And by setting clear and consistent boundaries, we are on our way to a stronger, happier and healthier marriage. For the guys, it's really to be patient. I mean, I personally think that most guys <laughs> are not very patient. So it's really mm. take time to for both of you to actually adjust to the new boundary. Mm. And also in, in times of failure, really to, to give grace mm. to each mm. other. And, yeah. and I think that'll be very helpful to setting boundaries. And I remember what you said, like we need to forgo our ego. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Seek forgiveness. Oh, easy, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, and for the females to forgive and carry on. Yeah. Don't, right. don't bring it Versus up again. on it, right? Yes. It's true, it's true. <laughs> well, I hope all this helped our listeners out there. And, uh, you know, if I could sum this up, our whole discussion of boundaries in three Cs. One would be, you know, the need for clarity as has been shared. The second C is the need for consistency as we've heard. And the third one, the need for communication, <laughs> effective communication and even negotiation of these boundaries. Well, with each podcast, we usually end off with a couple challenge. So before we send you off, uh, our listeners, we want to give you a little bit of a homework. So if you're listening to this podcast with your spouse, even if you're not listening with your spouse, you can share it with your spouse and then take five minutes, just five minutes to share with each other what is one boundary that you'd like to discuss? Maybe to discuss about its clarity, its consistency, or how you've not communicated the boundary very well but what is one boundary that you'd like to work on in your marriage that will serve your marriage well and with that if you're looking for more resources to grow your marriage do visit our website at family.org.sg there are articles there upcoming events marriage programs that you can check out we hope you have followed and subscribed to our connect to podcast if you have do also help us to share this episode with a friend who may also benefit from it thank you for tuning in and we want to thank our guests for also joining us today, Noel and Hong Sing. And until next time, do take care of yourself, your spouse and your marriage.